This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by Daniel McDonald. It is Friday, the 11th of March, 2022. This is episode 201. Damon, how's it going? <laughs> I just I just went on a 10 minute 10 minute uh, thing, Bob, on how I was doing. Wait, 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 you weren't fucking paying attention. Okay, oh, no, all right then. I'll ask you a different question then, because all, right. um, uh, all the Twitter questions were terrible this week. There was really? one good one. Uh, so Mint says, "What is your favorite kind of poo?" I'm sorry, my favorite kind. I don't know if I had necessarily, like, that I produce myself, like, comes out of my buttocks. Yeah. What's, like, what? Okay. Um, I like the ones where are, are that are minimal effort, a minimal effort one, right? So if I, uh, you know, no very minimal wiping, those are my favorite. So uh, the consistency is there. I like a good length. If I'm going to be there, like I'll commit to the to the duty at hand. Get it? Well, yeah, that's um, right. You want to get up afterwards and look down and think, "Oh, yeah, that's a yeah. good one." And be yeah. sort of tempted to take a photo of it to show to people, but not really have any friends that will want to see it. Well, I, I I'm telling you flat out, I I've never done that. No, <laughs> I really haven't. Have you, have you ever thought that's pretty impressive? I'd oh. like to take a photo of it, but I won't. Absolutely. That I can confirm. There are, there are times where I'm like, I don't know how I carried that fucking thing around. <laughs> this is so big that I think uh, Jennifer Lopez and John Voight should be, uh, and, and Ice Cube should be fighting against this thing in the Amazon River. Anaconda. Um, it is, yeah. So I'm telling you flat out, there are times where I'm like, one, uh, here's my rule. If I can't get it down the fucking bowl in, a, in one flush, right? Then how the hell does it come out of my butthole, right? Like, th- th- like, don't you question that sometimes? Like, aren't you like, okay, how did how did how did I make this happen for myself? Like, how was my body carrying this thing around? I, I do. Yeah, yeah, and it's all the more impressive when you get it out without any fractures. Yeah, yeah. All right, this is a good question after all. All right, this is uh, good, this is good, good content. <laughs> Do you want some sports questions? Um, uh, my good good friend of the show, Alan, who of course co-hosted for us uh, a few months ago when we were away. Yeah, uh, he's also got his own little baby now. So congratulations to him oh. and Dan and um, little baby Billy. Hope you're all doing well. So Alan would like to know Hockey Damon's opinion on his team, the New Jersey Devils, who've had a bit uh-huh. of an up and down season, but wondered if. You are optimistic for their future. Uh, everybody is, Joel. This is a team that has been in the rebuild phase for what feels like ever. They have a lot of young talent. Uh, you would think that, I don't know, they made some dumb moves too. When they signed P.K. Subban for that long and that term, that was that was, that was was a, I guess at the time he was good, but you know he was on this, the downward spiral. Uh I've been to a few Devils games in my day. I, I just went there, the Leafs game, where I got COVID again. Yeah, pricks. Um, hmm. Uh, well, they're not playoff team this year. That's for fucking certain. 
I mean, they're here's the thing. They're they're fun to watch. They're not because when they lose, they do lose spectacularly. So, um, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Another text message. Another person bothering me. Um, yes, there you go. So there, there you have it. That, that's the New Jersey Devils take. How, uh, how's speaking of sports? How's your uh, Arsenal doing? Uh, really well, actually. Yeah. We are making a strong push. We're probably favourites, actually, to get fourth spot in the Premier League. Oh. So we, I think, we're fourth at the moment, actually, and we've got quite a few games in hands. But we do have a tough run of fixtures coming up. But I'm quite optimistic that we're going to do okay if if the squad holds together in terms of injuries to key players and that. I think if we're lucky, we might be seeing a bit of Champions League football next year, which Ooh. would be fantastic. Wow. That's big time. That's big time right there. Uh, and then the FA Cup, you're not in the FA, FA Cup. You make Champions League, right? We got knocked out of all the cups very early, which may have actually helped our league situation because we weren't in Europe to start with out of the domestic cup competitions early. So we basically just had the league to concentrate on. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's exciting times, actually. It's a pretty young team. There's some really talented young local players, people like Bukayo Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, Gabriel Martinelli as well, he's, he's tremendous. Uh, Martin Odegaard is starting to come into good form. The the defence is looking, I was going to say solid, but we can see the two goals to Watford last week, so maybe not so solid. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm optimistic as an Arsenal fan. I don't say yeah. that too often. Uh, okay, I'm going to throw a couple more sports questions. That you Multiverse Ace says, with Ben Simmons coming back to Philadelphia, who would be... Sports villain number one wow. for Arsenal and the Maple Leafs. And Booze says, sports reporter Damon, who gets more booze, Ben Simmons or Carson Wentz? Oh, wow. So, Joel, I don't know if you know this, uh, this gentleman by the name of Ben Simmons. Ben uh, was a cornerstone of the Philadelphia 76ers basketball team rebuild. Uh, the problem became, he was like a number one pick. He was uh, highly touted. The problem became... He was good, and then something got in his fucking head, and he could not shoot a basketball to save his life. And it got so bad, Joel, that it's infamous now in Philly sports. Uh, playoff game, major game, had to win the game. Um, he is, when I say he is completely open underneath the basket, there is no one within five feet of this gentleman. All he has to do is moderately jump, dunk the ball, just fucking dunk or lay it up or do something. Passes the ball to a guy who was covered pretty well. And that like in that like encapsulated Ben Simmons last three years. Then he holds out on the Sixers like he doesn't report the camp. He feels like he's being uh, mistreated and every fucking thing under the sun. Holds out the entire year. He shows up for training camp like one day, and they kicked him out. Of, they kicked him out of practice because he wouldn't participate in uh, practice. Like he wouldn't do things on de- like it was just a mess. Finally, trade him. We got a good guy come back, uh, James Harden, in return. But tonight is the first night he returns to Philly. Um, it's it's such a big deal. That yours truly, sports reporter Damon, is not credentialed for this game. They could not 
credential enough media members, so I had to take a. I was I was fine with it. I was like, oh, I'm I'm good. It's going to be a zoo down there. Uh, but he's not even playing. He's sitting on the bench, but he's going to be there. And the place Philly is pretty notorious for uh, shitting on people that that Philly fans feel have done them wrong. Ben Simmons is going to get fucking destroyed tonight. Destroyed tonight. I guarantee you that he doesn't make it out of the first fucking quarter and he just goes back to the locker room or, you know, he's not going to sit out there and take the, the fucking abuse. And it, it, No human being would be able to withstand what he is going to get tonight. I hope, I, I would be so fucking... Like, like, they're probably... If they're not at the arena now, they're headed to the arena at, as we as we do this podcast. He's got to be thinking, what what in the what is my life become? Where tonight I am just going to be crucified. Uh, Carson Wentz now. Carson people don't care about Carson Wentz. Like honestly, they just don't. Like he's beyond like out of their out of, out of sight, out of mind. Ben Simmons is public enemy number public enemy number one. Five zero said freeze. And I got numb. That's a white guy singing that one right there. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, there you go. I did terms of who would be public winner number one for Arsenal. There have been two real-life examples in my time as a fan. One was Ashley Cole, who left us to join Chelsea for more money. And then when we played Chelsea the next time at Stamford Bridge, uh, everybody, well, a lot of the Arsenal supporters had printed out banknotes with Ashley Cole's face in place of the Queen. And whenever he came close, everyone just threw these banknotes at him and wow. shouting nasty things, calling him Cashley. So that was quite fun. And the second one was Emmanuel Adebayor, play for us with you. It was really good, actually. He scored a lot of goals for us and then um, was a big dickhead, uh, left to go to Man City. And then when we played Man City away, they beat us. I think it was 4-2 or something. And Adebayor scored a goal against us. At the opposite end of the pitch, I went to this game uh, both games, actually, I'm talking about. So uh, he scored a goal at the opposite end of the pitch to the Arsenal fans. And then you just, you knew, as soon as the ball hit the back of the net, he turned round and he started running towards the Arsenal fans. Oh. With, and he had this, like, manic glint in his eye. And even though we were losing and I was annoyed that we just conceded, there was just sort of this thrill, this excitement that, oh, my God, he's actually going to run over here in front of us. And he ran the full length of the pitch from one end to the other, to celebrate in front of us. Wow. <laughs> the Arsenal fans went mental. They were like tearing seats out, trying to throw stuff at him, trying to jump onto the pitch. <laughs> it was absolute chaos, but in a kind of fun, cathartic way that I actually quite enjoyed. That's really good. Well, look, yeah, tonight should be fun. I actually, I'm sure if we, it depends on what time we finish here. But yeah, I definitely got to pop on that game because so, it's going to be, I mean, where are the players' benches? It's you're right on top of the fans. There's gonna be so much security. It's it's gonna be chaos down there at the Wells Fargo Center tonight. That's for sure. All right, what else we got? Any more sports questions? We'll just do a sports podcast today. What do you say? <laughs> uh, no, I've got no. people asking me questions about Souls game. But I've been playing Elden Ring. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I, it's not getting good reviews, Joel. Is it? It is getting great reviews. Really. Yeah, people are loving the Elden Ring. I've I've yeah, saw I saw a lot of negativity toward it. Really? What's, yes. What people saying? They said, said it? I, "What did I read?" Oh. I think it was like uh, I forget one of the fucking game tweets. 
um, they said people who play what's it what is it what's it called Elder was it what's the name of the game Elder Ring Elder Ring yeah. sorry I was just looking up the added bio goal again they said uh, are dumb uh, smell bad and um, yeah probably yeah. don't get sex that's what that's what that's uh, yeah, what the reviews said I was, yeah I was shocked by that I'm sorry I'm still looking at that picture I sent you oh my <laughs> How about that? How about that? All right, let me see this. Let me see this fucking goal here. Let me turn it up here. I hope we don't get banned by YouTube with me playing a clip here. Oh, oh there it is. Yeah, yeah, this guy. Place is kind of go. Oh, he is in full sprint on the other side. I've never seen him run so fast, Damon. Holy moly. He is just, he, he is a man on a mission. And he does a little slide. He's got his arms out. And you can see little things being thrown his way. Oh, yeah. Look at the fans. They are running down the aisle. They are running down the aisle. That is fabulous. They get us a little yellow card for that little little thing. But all right. That's good shit right there. That's that's good shit right there. All right. Top, top heel work from Emmanuel Adebayo. He should join House of Torture with that mentality. Uh, so let's uh, move yeah. on to the wrestling then, because we've got about an hour no. before I need to go to work. Uh, I am going to start off today by talking about Strong. So this was uh, Rivals from Saturday, March the 5th in Hollywood. And opening match, TJP beating Brogan Finley, nine minutes, six seconds. Brogan Finley is obviously a like very young, pretty green wrestler. I mean, it's hard to judge it at this point because he's so early on in his career. He, he looks like... David Finley did when he was a young guy, very pasty, very shindy looking. But you know, who knows what will become in the future? He he's got a lot of growing up to do physically and, and emotionally as well. But the the whole point of this, I think, was to set up uh, Mascara Dorada coming out and challenging TJP, which uh, again, as we've spoken about before, I think we touched on that last week. A rematch from the I think it was the Cruiserweight Classic final. So yeah, really looking forward to that one. That should be great. Second match, okay, now. I, assuming you haven't seen this statement and you haven't seen this result. So we had a singles match between Carl Fredericks and the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. Now, Christopher Daniels, how old is Christopher Daniels now? 106, I believe. 52. He's 52. 53, yeah. If you are booking Carl Fredericks against 52-year-old Christopher Daniels, how's that going down in the, the world Damon wrestling promotion <laughs> federation uh yeah look uh i i, I kind of see where this is going because you're right i did not see but uh i'm assuming by your tone that one carl fredericks was looking at the lights correct yeah so nice comfortable win for daniels 11 minutes 40 seconds best moonsault ever and then afterwards he's he's raising carl fredericks saying, oh yeah you did great kids well done, out of boy. I'll wrestle you again. And I just thought, what? What is going on here? Yeah. Like Cole Fredericks was supposed to be like nailed on. He's going to be the next big thing. Bags of talent. And I'm not saying that you know this is not the case. I think he's still got tremendous upside, and he could go on to be a huge star. But why are we booking him to lose in ten minutes to fifty-two-year-old Christopher Daniels? Right. It's fine. Like you know, he can still go. But he's 52 and he looks 52 and he sort of he's starting to lose his mobility. 
you know, the hips, you can tell it. And it just, it wasn't a good look at all, especially with the post-match stuff with Carl just, you know, taking it like... Like what? I didn't like it. I didn't like this, Damon. Am I, am I being silly here? Or do you no, think this is no look, look, I mean, on paper, yes. Okay, Christopher Daniels' experience, and he's been all around the world, and he's been at every fucking promotion under the sun, and I, I get that. But if you're bringing him in... To your promotion against arguably the like as you just the, the 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 highest rising star this company potentially has on strong and he's fucking lying down like you're bringing in Christopher Daniels to lie down and if you're not lying down you're not coming right I don't I, that doesn't make any sense to me uh, see it's it's that kind of shit. It gets under my skin because in essence, what you're telling me is none of this shit matters. Like when you do shit like that, what you're telling me is, is that wins and losses don't matter that much because, because I I think they do matter on strong. They've, they've conditioned us to see that they matter. And I think they put a lot of care into the booking. Why would you do that? the company are not that keen on Carl Fredericks. If you're, if really? you know, you look at how they book people like, I don't know, Renarita, for example, or even Gabe Kidd before he went to take time off. I don't know, maybe Gabe Kidd's not a great example, but looking at Ren, for example, he, when it came to matches like that, he was beating people like that. He was beating people like, you know, Chris Dickinson and, and Fred Rosser, but, you know, losing to 52 year old Christopher Daniels, just, it makes me think that the company had, not as high on Carl Fredericks as we thought they were. Then why would you put him on TV? If uh, Seriously, all right, let's just speculate. Let's just sit here and fucking speculate. And this is all this is. But if what you're saying is accurate, why put him on television then? Just fucking have somebody else, you know, go under. I, I don't know. Like, like why would yeah. you... I don't. I don't see why you would have him lose. An, like, there's, there's no art. There's no one that can sit there and tell me there, there, there's a good reason whether they think less of him. Okay, we're gonna make you do a job on TV. Okay, well, what's the point of that? You spent fucking four years building this guy up, and now you're gonna have him job on TV to Christopher Daniels, or no, we we think the fucking world of him, and he, the you know, things are we have big plans for him. Uh, you're gonna do a job to Christopher Daniels on TV. Right? Doesn't make any sense. So the only logical explanation I can give you is that they really don't think that hard, or as much as we want to believe that they think about wins and losses being important. Sorry, that, that because there's no there's if if they did, that that wouldn't have happened. Because it's not like Christopher Daniels is coming in, fifty-two year old Christopher Daniels is coming in and winning jack shit. In New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? They wouldn't give him shit when he was at somewhat of his peak. Why would they do it now? Yeah, it does. This is really frustrating for me. Just, I don't know. I'm I'm side-eyeing Carl Fredericks now. And again, it's not because I thought his performances have been bad or anything. They've been decent. Nothing blow away. I, I think he's still missing that breakout match and maybe that's the point you know maybe we've seen him in big spots seen him having singles matches with 
you know, filthy Tom, Will Ospreay. Maybe he, they just feel he's not delivered. So, yeah, we'll have, have to stick a pin in that for now. Uh, main event, actually, I enjoyed a lot. So this is Jonah and Bad Dude, Bad Dude Tito My defeating favorite. Finn Juice in 8 minutes, 16 seconds. And Bad Dude Tito pinned, I think he pinned Juice, actually, uh, after a frog splash which I enjoyed a lot. I'm a big bad dude Tito fan here. And afterwards, Shane Haste made a surprise appearance. So reuniting uh, part of TMDK anyway. So they're now going to be a nice little hill faction on New Japan Strong, which I'm really excited about. Um, hopefully we can get Mad Mikey Nichols back at some point and have the whole gang together. But yeah, I like these guys as a group. I like bad dude Tito. Um, I just I like their heelish energy. Um, and yeah, this is good stuff. And, uh, I want I want to just let that stew in people's minds for a little bit. That fucking result, like again, maybe maybe somebody was just a you know whoever had the book maybe was had a little too much to drink at night or maybe like clean as a whistle is what you're telling me, Joel. A, a oh no, no, there was interference from Shane Haste. Okay. It was not clean at all. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, then that makes it maybe a little bit more easy to swallow. But that's pretty – I don't know. That's pretty surprising to me, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I was surprised. I didn't think they'd do that. But uh, I, I was impressed. I liked the angle afterwards. They uh, Brogan Finley came out to try and make the save because they were doing a big post-match beatdown. And then they battered him as well. And they were holding down David Finley and making him watch as they – uh, destroyed his little brother. I thought it was a really well done angle. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm. All right. Give me a little hope with the strong. I'm still kind of stuck it's on Carl Fredericks. I'm sorry, but okay. Yeah. Keep going. I'm sorry. Well, I was, I was going to say the for the taping that's coming up soon, uh, I'm try, trying to find the list of matches here because it's pretty tasty. This is in the Tampa St. Pete in March 20th. So we've got Finn Juice versus Jonah and Shane Haste. Carl Fredericks against Josh Alexander. Obviously, Carl's going to be losing that. Uh, Big Damo making his debut against John Schuyler. Andy Brown against Hikuleu. Kevin Knight versus DKC. Jay White, open challenge. Ren Narita against Jay Lethal. Mascara Dorado against TJP. Blake Christian versus uh, Swerve, as he's now going by. Tom Lawler against Clark Connors. Buddy Matthews versus Yu Oemra. J.R. Kratos and Black Tiger versus Rocky Romero and Wheeler Utah, and Eddie Kingston and Fred Rosser versus Daniel Garcia and Fred Jehai. I think that's a pretty stacked lineup. If that I is. were in the area, I would definitely go to that taping. Yes. Um, nice segue for me. Um, there's, there's, uh, I don't have all the details. There's a meetup. Um, I don't even, you know, I said a brewery. I don't have all the details. So. It's a brewery in a town somewhere, yeah, just, probably so, before a New Japan event. Hit up the strong style kids. They're fucking <laughs> having the meetup. So go go pester them on Twitter. He was supposed to give me the fucking information and I never got it. So, um, or if I did, I deleted it accidentally. I'm not really good with these yeah. fucking. I'm oh, fuck. Damon. Uncle Damon. I know. He really is. I'm really a fucking idiot when it comes to that stuff. But go hit up. Keep it a strong style because they're going to have a little meetup and have some beers and you know do all that stuff. Go uh, go talk pro wrestling with with the, with the boys um, with people who actually like it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like it. Trust me. Don't let them fucking kid you. Trust me. Um, uh, what was my point? Uh, like that is that lineup is indie show of the year lineup. 
Like, seriously. That I mean, I would put that card up against just about any card non AEW, you know, non TV major air quote promotion. Do you so, do you think now that is a you know, I'm impressed with the, the depth and the quality of the roster that they've assembled there. And you know, we know most of these guys are not on full time contracts or anything, but would you say that strong are the third best US promotion? Like, are they ahead of impact, basically? Yes, I would say yes. I let's put it this way: I'll watch Strong. You're you're going to have to really convince me to watch Impact. Like I, I'm just not watching Impact. I don't even know where the fuck it is. To be honest with you, I think it's on. Is it still on Access? By the way, New Japan's been on Access, right? Haven't they? Um, I've heard zero. Um, my. I would, I mean, obviously AEW is numero uno. Um, I'm talking in ring quality wise. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, there's there's lots of other indies like you know, like what GCW is it or? And I'm, they have good shows. Uh but yeah, I mean, I I mean, I'm going strong, especially now with Ring of Honor out of the out of the loop. Tony Khan. Come on, Rockman, Tony Khan. Someone brought us a question about that, actually. Uh, Mark says, is the New Japan and ROH partnership stronger than ever now that Tony Khan owns them, or has Strong and <laughs> the LA Dojo completely replaced any use ROH had for New Japan? Should be the other way around. New Japan yeah, Japan. I mean, here's what, it, here's what it is. It's like, it's obviously everybody was, was clamoring for the, the library, which is, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, if you're looking for archival wrestling, that's there's a lot of great shit through the years with Ring of Honor. Um, and to me, and I could be dead wrong, but it screams AEW needs content for some type of media streaming. Um, and that's 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 a that's a good start right there. And half their fucking roster spent time in Ring of Honor, so. You know, you can put together the video packages and have the callbacks and, you know, Punk come out to his old music and all that shit. Uh, from a New Japan point of view, I mean, I'm going to be very honest. I can't think of, like, give give me a reason why New Japan would give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, I could see how ROH were useful for them for production things you know in terms of helping yeah in that sense but now that's not a factor anymore i mean i don't i don't think we're going to be seeing on rising shows back in japan anytime soon let's put it that way <laughs> that's a good point though that i that i didn't even consider was the production stuff using ring of honor shit um when these shows go on i mean i'm sure it, you know strong's got their own gear you know and they got their own fucking production um yeah, and even like um, helping to get arenas and help secure uh, arenas that fell in Ring of Honor a little bit at, at certain points in the relationship. I know that. So, yeah, I don't know if they've outgrown that. New Japan has. I, I mean, they may have taken a step back. It's hard to say, but yeah, now that I think of it, maybe maybe more behind the scenes shit than just you know a video library. For New Japan, but you know they got strong. They love going to Texas, so you know you're going to see shows there. 
All right, let's get into some of the New Japan Cup matches that we have seen in the last week. Uh, no surprises, actually. This has been no. interesting. I, this is not a boast, because I think this is true for probably most people who've done pickums, but all of the picks so far have come out correct, which is <laughs> surprising, because usually there are a few curveballs in there so far, but they've been definitely playing it straight so far. Uh, first one, let's touch on the Sunday show from Fukushima. And the first cup match there was Aaron Hanari defeating Yuto Nakashima in 8 minutes 40 seconds with the Rampage tackle. So, yeah, nice little match. They were sort of playing on the striking aspects of it with, you know, Hanari big into his Muay Thai and Nakashima with his MMA background. So uh, that was an interesting little uh, twist to this one, sort of playing on into their sort of shoot style fighting. So, yeah, pretty, pretty decent match. Uh, Hanari into the next round. He's going to be facing... Uh, I think he's going to be uh, wrestling against Serada in a main event. Which, yes. Uh, yeah, I got tipped in that that was going to be a main event. Um, yeah, because last time when Hinari had his main event against Jay White, I think a lot of people were disappointed by that. So, yeah, I don't know what your, your thoughts on this match and the, the upcoming match against Sanada for Aaron Hinari. Do you think it's make or break for him? Um, I hope not. I, well, here's, here, here's what I, Number one, I think he'll hit a home run. Um, and I think the match will hit a home run. I hope so. Uh, it's n- it's not the best of dance partners, right? I mean, I've, if 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 there's anybody else that you could put in the ring, I would have preferred that for sure. But okay, we'll we'll go with with Sonata. Um, he'll look. How many main events has he had in in his entire time in New Japan? You probably count them on one hand, including tag matches with you know, whomever. So. I think he'll do well. He has to do well. He has to do well. He doesn't have a fucking choice. Do well. Anyway. He's not beating Sonata, though, is he? Probably not. Probably not. I would love to see it, but it probably won't happen. Okay, then we had uh, Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Ryohi Oiwa in 10 minutes, 35 seconds. So Again, the impression I'm getting from the fandom is that people are the highest on Oiwa out of the current crop of young lines. And yeah, it was a good show for him. I mean, Zach just twisted him into a pretzel, but there was, you know, the standing young line stuff could sell him there. And in the next round, we'll have Zach going up against his fellow Suzuki Goon stable mate, Doki, which is a, a very interesting match. It's interesting that they booked it that way uh, to have these guys going against each other. But I'm really into this. I'm looking forward to it. I think Zach's going to win, but. Doki stock is rising, and I don't think it's a coincidence that they booked him in a uh, a match against someone like Zach. So yeah, looking forward to that one a lot. Do you think this is a breadcrumb for the Suzuki Goon face turn? I think you've been clamoring for already pretty much faces. I think I, I don't know. think they're deals anymore. I think they have comfortably inherited that. Lij, well, we call them tweener spots, sort of right. circa 2017, 2018, where they're, you know, they're, they're scoundrels, they're rogues, but lovable rogues. Um, so, yeah, I, I think people are cheering them for the most part. All right, all right. So, um, eighth match then was Will Osprey defeating Bushi with the hidden blade. Now, this one was full of shenanigans. Uh, it was fine. I mean, the, the match was entertaining enough. It you know, it didn't go longer than it had to. It wasn't dragged out to, well, you know, this is a main, new Japan main event. It's got to go 35 minutes. It didn't do any of that shit. 
and they had three ref bumps. <laughs> three referees taken out during this match. And then eventually we had new referee uh, Taito Nakabayashi coming out to referee the closing portion of the match. Uh, which yeah, it was very strange, but it was also quite funny. I found this entertaining, and I don't need every single New Japan main event to be super serious. I don't mind a bit of brevity. This, this made me chuckle. I don't know if this was uh, Nakabayashi's hometown or something, or the reason that they wanted to get him out here to referee a bit of the main event. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was not a patch on the last uh, Bushi Osprey match, which was before the Hiromu return, I think, in late 2019. I remember that one being really, really good. Uh, but I mean, it's this. It's a cup match in Fukushima. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting them to go super hard. This is fine, right? So uh, I think it was put in a spot where it had to go a certain length, right? But on paper, there's really no reason Bushi should be hanging with Will Osprey for for her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important caveat, actually. I mean, back then, the match that they had was with them both as juniors. Right. Will was the junior champion, Bushi was the junior challenger, so it would make sense that it's more competitive. But now, I mean, Osprey has just left him in the dirt. He's a, a big-time heavyweight main event star, and Bushi's still a junior, so, yeah, you would expect Will to win this one comfortably. You're right. Um, and uh, Osprey against El Fantasmo in the next round. Now, this one... I'm really, really intrigued by. I don't necessarily think ELP is going to win, but I think there's a non-zero chance. I wouldn't be stunned if he did, because if we're serious about El Fantasmo, one with a face turn, two with a heavyweight turn, and he is going to be wrestling as the babyface in this match, which I think adds a really interesting wrinkle to it. I think this one's going to be great. I think it's going to prove a lot of the ELP doubters wrong. It's going to change a lot of minds there. That's one I've definitely got circled in the calendar. I mean, you would think that there's going to be some kind of surprise, right? Some underdog pulling pulling off an upset. I don't know. Here's, I mean, here's what I really feel like they're doing with this, and this is kind of like an overarching thought. They're going to give you the best shit they got. You know, I mean, they're not going to, they're not, we sat here many weeks talking about how they can make this guy a star and they can turn this guy into a star. I, I think they're going with the, the cards that they have. And I think we're going to see limited surprises and they're just going to see top guys, top guys against top guys from, from this point forward. Um, yeah. And even if Osprey does win, you know, he is a guy who is, I think, one of the better wrestlers in the company at making yeah. His opponent looked like a star. And I think he's going to make... I mean, I think El Fantasmo is a really good wrestler uh, on his own merit, but I think Osprey is going to be working extra hard to make him, uh, to make El Fantasmo look like a star. I mean, no, none of them... There's not a guy on the roster that stinks. I mean, maybe a handful of people, but not many. And and these two, you know, certainly none of these two would fall into that category. So it's just a matter of getting the opportunity. This might be a shot for him to really to really shine, but watch it be just like all fucking nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Touching each other in the balls, yeah, it? just fucking boot yeah, loaded boots and all kinds of nonsense. Yeah. Okay, uh, Monday, March seventh, in the Otis City General Gymnasium. Just skipping ahead to the cup matches. There was Chase Owens 
<laughs> Chase is defeating Jado. Seven minutes, 13 seconds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was a Chase Owens versus Jado match. <laughs> uh, Slurm says, will Ghetto ever get bored of booking BS Fantasticals with House of Torture? Probably not, nope. I thought. Like, this wasn't even House of Torture, but no, that is never going away. Uh, I can't really remember much about this match, but uh, in the next round, we have Chase Owens against... Tiger Mask. <laughs> Chase Owens is going to win that. So. Wait a minute, didn't I just say we were just having top stars against top stars? <laughs> didn't I just yeah, say Yeah, this that? part of the bracket is a bit... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this one's a struggle. What else we got? Anything better than that? Evil defeating Ryusuke Taguchi in 7 minutes 26 seconds. Yeah. That was shit. <laughs> I, I liked it when Taguchi dressed up as LIJ Evil. That was good. Yeah. Then the bell rang. <laughs> Uh, in the next round, we would have Evil facing against Tamatonga. Okay, that one I'm interested in. We, we have Andrew asking uh, approximately how much time per day do you spend? Which side of the Bullet Club each member will end up on based on whether they throw the two-sweet up or down? If you're a member of the Bullet Club in Japan, would you throw the up throw up the two-sweet as Jay White has mandated? Or would you continue to go down low with your two-sweet like Evil and G.O.D.? So that I'm, would an to watch it. I'm an up guy. I think the bending over thing, that's just a little exhausting, right? I think I think your arms are already in the up position, right? So it's very, I don't know, the bend, just, you just throw your arm up. That's the way to go, right? Bend yeah, you might over. put your back out as well doing the low two sweets. You know what I'd be afraid of? I'd be afraid of ripping a massive fart, just bending over, right? Ah, oh, too sweet. Damn that was gross. Now, actually, I mean, Evil, I think Evil and Tamatonga wrestled each other in the G1 last year, if I'm not mistaken, and nothing significant happened. Do you think they are going to use this Evil Tamatonga match to develop any of this Bullet Club House of Torture storyline? I hope they don't. I hope I hope it's completely ignored. Like they've done seven other times in the past year. I hope it's completely fucking ignored. Any chance Tamatonga beats Evil? When he beat Okada last year. Uh, you know what? If, if I'm looking for an upset, that might be the one. That might be the spot, <coughs> right? I mean, if if we yeah. are gonna if we are gonna sit here and, and pretend Bullet Club are breaking up and all that nonsense, um, that's a good start, right? Gets Evil out of the way, continues on the animosity. The inter animosity, huh? That might be it. That might be your spot, Joel Abraham, or just Joel. The only thing that's making me doubt that is the fact that the winner would most likely be going on to face Hiromu, and I think they want to do Evil versus Hiromu again. But uh, we'll see. So speaking of Hiromu, uh, his cut match, he defeated Sho in fifteen minutes forty-five seconds with an inside cradle. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind this one actually. I mean, as far as show matches goes, I think this is one of his better matches uh, since his turn. And, yeah, I mean, again, last time, well, one of the, the, the memorable Hiromu show matches that stick in my head when they were both uh, wrestling babyface was, was it New Beginning last year where they had a, like a, again, it was like a 35-minute main event wrestled in the, you know, the standard cookie-cutter New Japan main event style. And it was like, ugh, I mean, this is not really getting the best out of either of these guys. So, actually, I preferred 15-minute uh Hiromu against House of Torture show than 35-minute Hiromu against Chaos show. So there you go. There's my hot take. Yeah. Uh, 
I never thought I would ever have the fast forward button in my hand during a Hiromu match, but well, here we are. I was like, I'm so over show. But yeah, that 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 comment had nothing to do with Hiromu, by the way. Just show does nothing for me at this point. Him or his silly ass faces. Yeah, this this whole uh, show, excuse the pun, at the uh, Ota City General Gymnasium is quite a tough watch. Not one of the, the classic New Japan Cup shows. Uh, next round then is Hiromu against Suzuki. Uh, I think Hiromu is going to win that, but there'll yeah, probably be, I mean, we, we've got funny face show out of the way. I'm sure we're going to get lots of funny faces in Hiromu versus Suzuki. Yeah. Both of them. Just making funny faces for 20 minutes. Uh, what has our life become? Okay, let's try and get some enthusiasm back into you. Right. What did you think of the main event with Shingo defeating Ishii in 23 minutes? That was good. Right? That was that was good. I don't think it was one of their best matches ever. It was very good. Yeah, um, it wasn't as good as the G1 match they had last year. But yeah. I would have it in the sort of upper half of their matches. I thought, you know, they tried to do something a bit different with the pacing. And I enjoyed it a lot. But... Yeah, I mean, it's a Shingo Ishii match. It's never going to be terrible, is it? It's. It was. I I think one of the the biggest things is is that. I don't think we've gotten a ton of. Matches at even this level, have we? So it feels like this stands out, right? And it, again, it wasn't even one of their best matches. It was a good, very good match. It wasn't one of their best matches, but it just stands out to me, tremendously. Um. Yeah, on that card, yeah, especially <laughs> that other yeah. bullshit we just talked about. Yeah, it was good, very good. But but don't people don't take this the wrong way. But you're not really going to get a ton of innovation in a Shingo Ishii match, are you? Like you're not going to go into this thinking, oh, I wonder what new and inventive spots they're right. going to come up with. Yeah, if like, there's someone like who's you know not inside the match, right? I, I'm not going to say, "Oh, well, you've got to see this one. This one's going to change your mind about it." You know what you're going to get, right? Right. If you have any problem, like with an, an Ishi match, or even if you're not a fan of Shingo, and I can't imagine why, but okay, you're, yeah, you're this that this match is not an example of one of those where you're going to be like, "Okay, watch this one." Oh, it's just like the other seven I've seen of them. Well, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Next round, Shingo faces Tangaloa. No, Tangaloa. Mm. I think he did okay. He, he was he was decent in the G one last year, but I think we're waiting to see that breakout singles match where you can say, "Wow, yeah, he knocked out the park there." And I think Shingo could be a really good opponent to do that. And I, I think they were in the same block last year, and I can't remember a great deal about the match they had last time. But I think Shingo's going to win. But yeah, I, I'm optimistic that this one could be decent. Yeah, see, you're you're more optimistic than I am. I'm not. I'm not I, every time I go out and say, "Oh, well, actually, this time they wrestle, it could be great," and it never is. So right. you know what? I'm not interested. Fuck off, pair of them. I, I'm sorry. I just. I, I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm not buying. I'm not buying. So, I think Shingo's had a. Well, I mean, Ishii's side. I don't know. I, it's like, you're just trying to get through some of the fat. You know what I mean? You really want to get to some fucking steak. 
And again, it's what it seems like, it, it, or what it f- at least feels like, is that we're going to get top guys up at the top there. So the next couple of, of days are going to be very fun and interesting because the talent is there. Um, I just feel like you kind of got to get fucking through. Like, honestly, the to me, the first round was more exciting than, than these middle rounds. Like, these middle rounds just feel like, oh, God, let's get to the fucking steak. Pass the fucking potatoes. You ever see <laughs> okay, that? So then, uh, moving on to Wednesday's show, March 9th in Corrigan Hall, the first cup match there. Is this the stake you're talking about, Damon? Hiroki Goto defeating Dick Togo in <laughs> 9 minutes 50 seconds with a Shoryu Kekai. Tougher than a $2 stake. Um, no, no, I can honestly say that's not. Dick Togo versus Hiroki Goto. Mm-mm-mm. What a COVID-ridden world we live in when that is on the show. Um, uh, I'm speechless. I don't know. Where, where do you, I mean, look, I, I, it's over. That's a positive, right? <laughs> right? It's <laughs> over. And I do worry sometimes when the little graphic pops up saying that these matches have no time limit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a threat. There's, there's not necessarily a guarantee that this Goto Togo match will ever end. They no. could wrestle forever. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on then. The next match, which I actually thought was really good, Sima defeating Yoshinobu Kanemaru in 14 minutes 46 seconds with the Meteora. So I thought the legwork in this was really good, and I just thought it's refreshing, like a different kind of New Japan match, and I'm just I'm enjoying seeing some new talent in there. I <laughs> new talent like seeing with some young plucky <laughs> yeah. some yeah. rookie fresh out of the dojo. The yeah, he just did 500 Hindu squats in the back. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm keen on the partnership with Glates. I think there's a lot of upside to it, and yeah, I would like to see Sima go deep in this tournament. I thought this was a really good match. Uh, that kind of sort of Dragon Gate style with the the, the junior guys going at it. Uh, next round. We have Seema against Hiroki Goto. Now, I would love to see Seema win and go on to face maybe Okada in the next round. I think Seema versus Okada would be tremendous entertainment. But I just I don't think yeah. Seema is going to get past Goto. I mean, Goto is a heavyweight tag champion. I think Seema probably loses that. I'll tell you what. I'll give you one American dollar if it happens. It ain't going to happen. Um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, he is there to fill out roster spots on a on a tournament that can we be honest it shouldn't have been this I know they, I know 50th anniversary all that stuff they just, they, they just need to sell tickets they need to have as many events as possible yeah. and it's yeah. not fun to watch really that's the problem right when when like when it's that's that's your motivation it's your motivation isn't great pro wrestling your motivation is let's see if we can squeeze a couple bucks out of these people you know what i mean like like that's that never equals good pro wrestling to me never does yeah and even for sort of the prospects of thinking about collaboration with other promotions it's the same handful of guys who they will give up it's the same names every time they will let the outsiders pin taka or Kanemaru, or Gedo, or Jado, or Dick Togo, and that is it. Like, those five people, that is the pool of, of sacrificial lambs they will offer up to, to outside promotions. So, 
Yeah. yeah. Even in even in the most troubling of times, things don't change much, do they, Joe? You're going to get these bottom feeders to get pinned by your a step above bottom feeder. It's fucking great. All right. Well, this next match I thought was interesting and amusing for different reasons. So I just want to take your mind back to Wednesday, March the 2nd, at Nick oh a match we've already discussed where Kuzichka Okada was fair to say uh, taken not to the limit, but close to it by Despi. 26 minutes. Would, would you? Would it be fair to say that was a close competitive match? Yes. I mean, yes. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Yes. Facing another junior here, Okada against Master Huato. Mm. And Okada winning in 80 minutes, 34 seconds with the Rainmaker, which doesn't tell the full story. So it's just the way Okada came out to the ring. He did this little jog. And he was just pulling this face when he was standing outside of the ring like this was basically a training exercise for him. And he got in the ring. Uh, Watto looked fine. He let Watto do all his moves on him. Just like basically, okay, throw your best shots at me, kid. Let's see what you've got. And then after about 70 minutes, it's like, okay, that's it. Fun's over. <laughs> just yeah. like lazy. Well, I wouldn't say lazily, but sort of sleepwalk through it. Kind of half-assed Rainmaker. Bang. Pins him one hand on the chest, one, two, three, a little pat on the chest, like, thanks for coming, kids. I love this. I thought this was great. I mean, I don't, again, this is one thing I will say in favour of New Japan. They are not making main events go typical main event style just for the sake because it's a main event. This is exactly how it should have been. I mean, even went longer than it should have been, really. It only went that long because Okada allowed it to go that long. And this is exactly what I want to see. This is the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He should not be given any trouble whatsoever by a middling junior like Watto. And I really enjoyed this one. Me too. And and I, I don't want to sit here and say that I was actively excited at the way this finished, but I was actively excited by the way this finished. Uh, everything you described. Uh, my favorite being the one hand on the chest. And, the, and that little pat, that little, uh, uh, you gave it a good go. Good good on you. Um, and you so are right. Dick Ed Carter is the best, isn't he? So good. So good. And again, he is your champion. I, I mean, my only complaint, and it's not really a huge complaint, but my only complaint would be, ah, I wish it was shorter. I wish he I wish yeah. he fuck. <laughs> I'll tell you what annoyed me, that when he was doing his post-match, uh, interview that he was slightly out of breath. I was like, he shouldn't be out of breath after wrestling Watto. Come on, right, right. You know what I mean? It should be just uh, just domination. But it, it, but okay. While it wasn't a fucking squash match, uh, they they not only did they like I felt I felt good that they did the right thing, and I felt good that they're the thought process in this match and in, in, in whomever put it together and whoever laid out the finish and not for nothing. Let's give some credit where credit is due. They did what needed to be done. Master Watto did, you know, that's a little bit embarrassing. Let's put it that way to be that, uh, you know, treat it like a fucking mush. Uh, I loved it. I really did. And, and, and I think it, all this does look, what the job is, is to make your world champion as strong as he can be so that when he has a defense, 
and again, you're making the 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 the, the challenger as strong as it could be. It it you know we give it a little juice. That's the whole point of this. So yeah, you when you make your champion look like a fucking geek, nobody wants that. Yeah, I'm I'm in. I loved it. Thought it was again. It could have been shorter, but it it did exactly what it needed to do. And I and I and I praise New Japan. Like I shit on them when when things don't make sense. That Carl Fredericks thing does not make any sense. This was perfect. And then in the next round, we're going to get Okada against Taichi, which Ooh. I'm very much looking forward to. Last time they wrestled at the G1, it was great. Great. So this, are we smelling an upset here? Ooh. He did push him to the limit, didn't he? Huh. Hear that dog? The dog is saying yes. The dog is saying a tight The dog's been saying yes for two fucking hours, Joel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Okada goes on. I'll give Taichi a 30% chance of winning. But I still think Okada's going to win. Okay, then let's move to the show which was yesterday in Yamanashi. Yeah, this this show sucked, by the way. (laughs) Yoshihashi defeating Kosei Fujita, 9 minutes, 20 seconds. It was fine. I mean, Fujita did fine. Uh, The one bit of the match that I liked was after Fujita tapped out with a butterfly lock, Yoshihashi sort of aggressively flung him away, like tossed him to the ground, like, get off me, (laughs) you piece of shit. So I just, I'm enjoying the new edge that we've got to Yoshihashi ways. Sometimes behaving like a bit of a prick, which is good, which is what he needed. Um, any any hot takes on Yoshihashi versus Kosei Fujita? <laughs> wow, well, uh, no, we can move on. Okay, uh, Yoshihashi in the next round will be facing who? I've lost the bracket. <laughs> okay, no, here we are. Uh, he will be against Jeff Cobb, and uh, yeah, he's going to get That's destroyed. Loss, yeah. Yep, he's going to get suplexed out of his fucking boots, and that'll be that. And then we had Tetsuya Naito defeating Ghetto. 14 minutes, 18 seconds. I mean, we've spoken about matches that have gone the right length. This one, I mean, there was a lot of shenanigans. Naito being a prick. I always always enjoy Naito being a prick. Uh, I like Ghetto's shit-talking in the middle of matches and Naito trying to rip his beard off and rip the beards off people who don't even have beards was fun, but I did not need this to go 14 minutes. 14 fucking minutes. You know what you can do in 14 minutes? Like, you could, you know, drive. Well, let's just say, let's do the math. If you drive 60 miles per hour, uh, so half would be 30. So then have that maybe 15 miles an hour? Not 15 miles? Would you? I don't know. My math stinks. My point cook being is this. You can cook your, uh, your, your Hello Fresh meal. That's not a segue. We don't have an ad read this week. But... Oh, good. Good. I did have uh, my Hello Fresh three meals. I think I have one waiting for me. Um, fantastic. Uh, no, don't man. talk about it. We don't want to hear about it. We don't want to hear about no it? Ad. All right. Let's... <laughs> All right. We're not paying us. Um, I would tell you what. I'd rather eat the fucking box it came in than to watch fucking Ghetto go for 14 minutes. That's for sure. Um, well, uh, just again, for all the reasons, I, I, I don't, I, I don't p- people to be, you know, we're all negative and all, but just give me the positive share. Uh, well, no, this, on, this was not, this was not a case of, you know, Naito being taken to the limit and it went 
14 minutes because he couldn't finish him off. No, it was, it was stalling and bullshit. And, yeah, yeah, playing with his food kind of thing. But, I mean, I, I don't All right, then, then what are we doing? Yeah. We're just wasting time, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wasting your time, wasting my time. Yeah. Uh, okay, next match, Jeff Cobb defeated Satoshi Kojima, 15 minutes, 36 seconds. I thought this was great. This was one of the... No, this was the best match on the show, wasn't it? By, by a comfortable margin. And I thought Kojima, they were, they, I think both of them took a lot of impressive bumps for each other. Uh, and again, we're seeing veterans. I mean, we saw in the last round, Makabe taking a lot of bumps for Jeff Cobb here. Kojima's taking a lot of bumps for him. And uh, Jeff Cobb is just carrying himself with the confidence of a man, I think, of a man who knows that he's winning this whole tournament. Yeah. I mean, I've, I think a lot of, I, here's what I like. Like, he's like tearing through the legends to get there, right? You know, going through going through legend after legend after legend, uh, and I don't want to say in easy order. Certainly not. I think this match was much more competitive than than Makabe's match. I felt like, um, yeah, I like the fact that he's he's mowing through some some legends, and then he's going to have to mow through some even bigger names uh, currently to get there. But yeah, I mean, this is this is his time to shine. He's making it happen. Main event, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Bad Luck Fale in 15 minutes and one second. This wasn't bad. Yeah, I like the closing stretch. Uh, I, I did get a bit bored through large portions of this, I'm not going to lie. I think Tanahashi and Fale, they've got decent chemistry. Um, and I think Tanahashi is probably one of Fale's best opponents historically. Right. Yeah. I mean, on paper... I, I mean, nobody was expecting anything from this, were they? And I thought it was good, no. for, for, especially a guy like Fale, who, I don't know, how many singles matches does he have under his belt in the past fucking year? Yeah, and I, I don't want to see Fale in the ring. I want to see Fale shouting at naughty young lines in the Fale dojo yeah. lines, which you will see next week. So check All that right. out. All right. They've been bad boys, Damon. They... They invited, because it was during the lockdown, and they invited the film crew to come and film them uh-huh. without asking for permission. Oh. So shit's going to go down next week. All right. None of this is staged, huh? This is all <laughs> on the up and up, right? How okay. dare you suggest that something involved in professional wrestling isn't exaggerated for dramatic effect? How all right. Just make it uh, Next round. Okay, we've got Tanahashi against Naito. In the next right. round. How are we feeling about that? Again, I'm, that's a bit of a coin flip to me. I think Naito's going to win because I think we're going to do the Naito Cobb rematch, but I could just as easily see Tanahashi winning that too. <sighs> Who needs a win more is the question I ask you. Both guys coming off of uh... big title match defeats. So Tanahashi mm-hmm. lost his US title to Sanada and Naito lost his challenge against Okada. Yeah, who who... Who can take another punch? Who could take another loss? Probably Tanahashi, right? Yeah, he's Teflon, isn't he? It's not going to hurt him. And then we get Naito Cobb again, right? Correct. Rematchy. Yeah, but Cobb's winning that fucker. So you want to do that again? Uh, yeah, I think just uh, just this kind of New Japan booking, isn't it? Cobb lost the big match at Wrestle Kingdom, so he gets his win back on his way to winning the cup. All right, let's do it. That's where we're going. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is the New Japan Cup then. All right. Well, have a good night, everybody. (laughs) I mean, give me your thoughts so far. 
scale of one to ten? Six. Really? That high? I was going four. Four. I mean, we've seen good matches. I don't think we've seen greatness yet. No. We've seen shit that, that we have no really no real reason why we should be saying it. Uh, for right now, it's a four. Yeah, we, we've got the best matches ahead of us. So looking at names, we've got like Okada, Taichi, Goto, Sima, Tanahashi, Naito, Cobb, Yoshihashi, Okada, Shimori. That one could be fun. Zach against Doki, Hanare, Sanada, Osprey, ELP. Yeah. Jingo Tangaloa, Chase those titles. Yeah, evil talent. Yeah, Hiromi Suzuki. Yeah, I think we, yeah, the, the first round, two rounds are always going to be a bit of a, the, the dog days of this tournament. Um, this is this yeah, is that, like day six true. of a G1. You know yes. what I mean? Like this is like the that middle bracket area where you're like, okay, uh, we're kind of we're kind of trying to get through it. Yeah, I think uh, definitely better better days are yet to come. With this tournament, and and I think we'll get it. All right, let's see some questions. Then. Oh, festive dwarf says is Master Watto maidenless and more elder ring talk. Yes, he is a lowly tarnished. He is unfit even for grafting. Uh, Ark says Joel, which Souls boss is Damon best likened to? Look, we're we're a team, me and Damon, so we would be the pairing of uh, Ornstein and Smo. Uh, I'm curing people with my spear and Damon smashing people with his big hammer. <laughs> that was how the super game <laughs> Talking about macaque? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Andrew says, is this the best form Okada has been in since 2018? Uh, I mean, probably. I said this is going to be his most important title run. Yeah. Um, there's a lot on the line here. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely MVP so far. I mean, I'm... I, I couldn't be happier. I mean, this is the same guy a couple of years ago was walking around fucking ringside with a, a handful of balloons. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And now he just looks like a sort of mad king or god who's just yeah. de- destroying everyone in his path. And it's yeah, good, that's, good that's the one I like. Uh, Xavier says, I need relationship advice. I just met a girl. She has the same name as my brother's wife. I don't oh. like his wife. Uh, is there any way I could maybe arrange a name change? We got a nickname. Got to get, get her a nickname. Got to get a good, good nickname. Good, cute. You know, nothing. Maybe it's something a little inside. You know, maybe it's something uh, you know that you two both share. That's you know, cute. Reminds you know of a good time. Um, it's kind of hard to do because the best ones come naturally, mind you. But that's what you need. You need a little nickname action, a little cute pet name, a little, uh, uh, you know, a little lovey dovey name. But yeah, that's that's what that's how you fucking pull that one off. And then quietly change her legal name on yep. the side with a, a solicitor by default without telling her. There you go. Perfect. Now you're talking. Classic Catch says, who headlines the Tokyo Dome in 2027 for the heavyweights and juniors? Uh, okay, I'll give you a match. Let's say Yuya Uemura against uh, Shota Umino. That's going to be heavyweights. And juniors will be Oiwa against... Twenty twenty seven. Like I'm, I'll tell you right now. It's now two thousand and twenty two. Correct. <laughs> Last Let time I checked. Check. Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Go. Got it. Uh, I say it's headlined by someone we don't even know right now. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? We yes. don't even know right now. Yeah, uh, and then, or either that, or pro wrestling becomes all holograms, and it's the ghost of Hulk Hogan. 
Okay. <laughs> Against the ghost of Antonio Inoki. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ashley Tosh wants our thoughts on the Lionsgate 2 match card, which I've sent you on WhatsApp. So this was all the way back in 2016 at Shinjuku Face. Excuse me, my Uh-oh. alarm going off there. And yeah, this is quite an interesting card looking at the pairings here. Keito Kiyomiya against Hirai Kawato. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one. Uh, Yoshinari Ogawa against David Finley. Yeah. Marafuji against Jay White. Go Shiyazaki against Juice Robinson. I'll have to go back and watch this one just for the historical significance of it. I do remember this. I do remember this. Yeah. Actually, the show's not that bad. Um, yeah, Jay White's on it. Uh, Tenkoji. Yeah. Not Captain New Japan, Captain Noah. <laughs> Local Philadelphia people are going to get a chuckle out of that one. Captain Noah. <laughs> oh, and the, the tag team of Mohamed Yone and Ryusuke Taguchi. Yes. Oh. I, I kind of do remember this. Okay, nice. There you go. Uh, Hayden says... Uh, oh, sorry. No, no, good. I was just uh, reminiscing. Go ahead. Uh, do you think they ever bring Lawler to Japan maybe for Tokyo? Absolutely. I mean, I, I would yeah. think if they're looking at new talent to bring in, he's got to be... I don't they know, would be idiotic not to. They would, just yeah. be, they would just be fucking dumb not to. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Crazy Chris says, with Rapongi 3K no longer, should either show or Yo change their name? I don't think it's necessary, personally. Yeah, uh, I, I hate the name Rapongi 3K. By the way, I hate Rapongi 2K. I hate Rapongi. What do you think of that? <laughs> Did you hate Rapongi Vice? I hate Rapongi Vice. I hate Rapongi Knights. Uh, you I hate Rapongi Knights. Like... <laughs> I hate Boogie Knights. Uh, have you have you been to the Rapongi section of Tokyo? I don't think I have actually. No, I, I went to Golden Guy. I loved it there. Gold Guy was, was crazy. Yeah, that was nice. That was good. That could be you were there with me. You were there, you were there with me. Uh, I've been there a couple right? of times. Yes, yeah, yes. Remember, the, right. remember we went? We went with our... Uh, with some people some people who work for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Remember that? Yeah, we went with uh, Ryusuke Taguchi to have a few beers. <laughs> okay, uh, right. Kona Blue says... Right. Really we got, we, got, we got the tour? Yes, yeah. Went to the swimming pool, you know, the famous pool where they we didn't we didn't go there. What? No, the, no the swimming pool in the penthouse where they film all the porno videos. No. I wish you, I wish somebody would have told me that uh, when I was there. <laughs> okay. Uh Kona Blue says I'm really looking forward to going back. I'm really for uh, I'm really forward to going back. I maybe I've pasted this wrong. Rewatching the key moments in the last few years of peak New Japan. If Naito winning the double gold dash was the epic season finale and defeating Kenta was the epilogue, what was the series premiere? The Rainmaker Shock? Uh, so if we're trying to bookend that golden era of New Japan. To what to what we have right now. Uh that's hard to say because, because, like in hindsight, I think you can look back at like the golden era, which I hate to describe it as. But when we were in the golden era, it didn't feel like it was winding down. Like I feel like the, I think I'm going to say it would have continued were it not for COVID. Surely, yeah. Yeah, 
you can't count the COVID stuff. Like, like I don't think. I mean, you have to. I mean, it's there, but. So you think That's this hard. is pause, pause on the golden era rather than the end of it? I think. Are they going to get back to where they were, Damon? When, if, if things ever go they, back to normal. I mean, I'm hoping I this. I'm, I'm saying G1, they'll yeah. be back in full in full bloom, right? Or, or am I am I am I on my mind by G1? We should be in full bloom, right? I don't know. I just feel that even that stuff to one side, even if full crowds and free travel and all that stuff, uh, I feel that the existence of AEW has permanently taken a chunk out of the Western New Japan fan base that they're never going to get back. Yeah. Not that that's, that's you know, some a massive loss that is going to cripple the company forever, but that sort of peak era of, you know, all that, Bullet Club stuff and Kenny Omega, blah, 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 AJ Styles, whatever, when there was just that. I mean, if we're talking the United States, Joel, the day that people shuffled out of Madison Square Garden is when that ended. Right? Yeah. I mean, and again, they've got a great roster over there at Strong, but I don't think, unless they're doing the co promoter show with AW, I don't think they're getting back to those heights. I mean, I'm not sure. Oh, Madison Square Garden? No fucking way. I mean,. I don't think any arena, you know, any major arena. It's just it's just not going to happen, right? They would have to they would have to be co-promoted. Now, could they do a co-promoted show? I'm telling you. Joel's God is my witness. Outdoor show, summertime, joint show. They could, they could be, they could do a, they, they could do three stadium shows. This is how confident I am. Hear me out on this: an East Coast stadium show, a Midwest stadium show, a West Coast stadium show. AEW, New Japan, three stadiums, three events. They could fucking do it if they put on the right matches. They could do it. I, maybe I'm being too pie in the sky. Two, they could do. Do you think they could do two stadium shows, like football stadiums, sell them out? No, I don't. No. Oh, jeez. No. Sorry. <laughs> All right. How about my backyard? <laughs> yes, we could do your backyard for sure. Your neighbor do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Have a dog versus a fucking landmine, please. All right. I need to go to work. So. All right. Stop the show there, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast if you want to throw some money our way. Discord link I will share if you DM me on Twitter at Cobra Kawaii and progressandtees.com forward slash super j cast. Thank you to editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at lousyhero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the super j cast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye.